Good morning. This is John Murthy coming to you from Lorain, Ohio with WNZN Radio 89.1. So happy you tuned in on this rainy autumn day. And uh, we're here at the station, which is actually on Kansas Avenue in Lorain, Ohio, uh, with our station engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. And my good friend and assistant, David, David Abood. Good morning, John. Good to be here. Good to be back. Yeah. We've all been traveling a little bit, and I just came back from the city of brotherly love. Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, so it was a very good, very good time in, in, in Philadelphia. So it's good to be back. Uh, so much has been going on, you know, in the world, in our country, uh, even in Cleveland. We lost two coaches oh in one God. week, you oh know, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the, and uh, the Cleveland John, Browns. You can't leave the city anymore. Yeah, really. <laughs> things, things start going haywire. You know? But uh, anyhow, it's a great opportunity, and we're thankful for 89.1 FM radio. And I wanted to announce, actually a couple times, uh, that there's a big uh, uh, evening coming up. Actually, it's going to be next week, November 10th. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be an evening of elegance. Everyone's invited. Uh, it's going to be at the Spitzer Conference Center, which is a really nice venue. I've been there before at the Lorraine Community College. And if you have uh, any questions about this, please call 440-341-0402. Or email info at wnzn.org. Or just give a call to this radio station. And I'll, I'll announce that again. But if you can make it, it's a great event. And it's, it's, I think it's going to be a real platform uh, to tell people and inform people more about the radio station here and all that it does. Wanda, do you have anything you want to say about the event so people know what it's about and what they can expect? Absolutely. We yeah. just we just want the community to embrace this event. It is a community. It is a fundraiser for the radio station. The fun, the radio station has become the voice of the community, and we we get a lot of calls on uh, where on how tos and what tos and what to dos, and we need resources to keep the lights on, to keep things going, to get equipment, and so that we can get staff and and and. And so that we can really, really continue to run this business, this organization, the way that it should with, without it being so heavy on our leadership. So we want you to come on out on Saturday night, hear about the uh, Pace Foundation and WNZN Power 89.1, and if you so uh, feel to do so, to leave a love gift, $100, $150, just, but just come on out. This is not a ticketed event. It is you come out, put on your after six finest, your formal wear, and come on out and enjoy a wonderful evening and let's love on each other and hear more about Pace Foundation, WNZN, and what we're about and what we do and our needs, our goals and our objectives and help us reach our goal. Yeah, Thank you, Wanda. Yeah, and, and the other thing I wanted to say is, uh, you know, somebody asked me this question. The three of us are volunteers. Absolutely. All of this money, uh, we're doing Absolutely. this because of our love for the Lord. Yes. Uh, and so all this money is going to, as Wanda said, keep the lights on. Yes. Uh, allow uh, the owners of the station, which are not John and I, um, to uh, continue to expand their reach. So you, you need to look at the technology for that. But we just wanted to make that clear. And the three of us are going to be at the event. We so yes, we look forward to seeing you there. The three of us are going to be at the event. The three of us, we're here every week. But we do not receive a salary, but we are all sponsors of tables. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're so all we're in. givers. We're all in. We're all in. Okay. <laughs> we 
we have all, we are all givers. We don't we don't receive. We give because we, we love the mission and the vision. We embrace the we embrace the management of yeah. uh, this organization, and we want to see it go to its <clears throat> next level. Right. And as Mark Ballard always Mark the Ballards always say, is we're not. There, this is in no way a, a way of begging or anything, but just like any other organization, this organization has to have funds in order to keep its operation. Right. We need an operational budget, and it is a, a listener-supported right. organization. Right. Yeah. That, and Amen. we need you, so come yeah. on out. As, as, my old, as my old preacher friend used to say, God feeds, feeds the birds of the air, but he doesn't throw worms in their nest. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to go out. And you got to go out. That's right. So, um, i got to remember that right. one. Okay, okay. So, you know, Wanda and David, yes. we, yeah. we would speak in, uh, before um, the break uh, a couple weeks ago about the festivals in uh, Israel's mm. history. Yes. And every year they had annual feasts, and we looked at them, everything from Passover yes. uh, to First Fruits to Pentecost to uh, Trumpets to Booths to Yom Kippur, which is very significant. It was celebrated in uh, just last month. <laughs> but just as they had religious festivals, so America has religious and civil. You think mm -hmm. of Fourth of July or mm -hmm. Veterans Day is coming up. Yeah. Thanksgiving, of course, is just around the corner. But this past week we had Halloween, which is becoming more and more of a cultural a holiday. I believe yeah. commercially it's the second largest now. You can cite some statistics, yeah. David. And I thought today we could spend some time looking at this as a social phenomenon and why Halloween has grown, what's mm -hmm. the significance. We're not taking a stance this way or that way against or for Halloween, but what is it about Halloween that's attracting more and more people? What is it the uh, as a symbol or a cultural icon, what is it what does these things mean to us as a people? And particularly, yeah. we're going to look at it from a biblical point of view. Yeah, so, you know, I did, just some quick stats. Uh, Halloween is definitely growing exponentially. Americans spend over $5 billion annual on Halloween, making it the country's second largest commercial holiday behind Christmas. Mm. And, you know, w when I looked at this, John, um, our family, uh, we, we, we really enjoyed before I came to mm -hmm. the Lord Halloween parties, and I remember putting bodies upside down in our yard with the legs sticking out and all these things that we used to do, and um, I think, you know, as you said when we started this off, we're not here to criticize Halloween, we're here to look at it from right. a Christian perspective. Absolutely. Uh -huh. and, and first of all, understand that Halloween is mostly a Western custom, and it has no direct reference in the Bible. However, there are biblical principles that directly to re relate to the celebration of Halloween. So what we do in there and how we think, there is biblical basis for that. Yeah, and we'll yeah. touch on that. You know, in a sense, everything we do, you can run through the grid of Scripture. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. it's Christmas or Thanksgiving or right. why do we honor right. soldiers or uh -huh. why do we, uh, even the New Year, why do we celebrate that the way we do celebrate it? But as you say, David, Halloween is getting big and it's getting bigger. It used to be, when I grew up, it was pretty much for children. Yeah. Now it's becoming more and more of an adult holiday. Yes, and it uh, is. So with the origins, I know you studied a little about the origins of Halloween. Do you want to give us just a little bit of background? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, initially, well, you know, it, it, really now the literature suggests it began almost 2,000 years ago. But during the Roman Empire, even before that, um, it talks about the fact the custom of eating or giving away fruit, especially apples on Halloween, it spread to neighboring countries to Ireland, Scotland, and then to Britain and the Slavic countries of Austria. It is probably based upon a celebration of the Roman goddess Pomona, 
to whom gardens and orchards were dedicated. Since the annual Feast of Pomona was held on November 1st, the relics of that um, observance became part of the Halloween celebration. And then we also have now the tradition of dunking for apples. But most of the uh, breath of how this grew was from England and northern France and the ancient religions of the Celts, the paganism Irish areas. And Scottish. Yeah, right. right. Um, so you're right. I mean, now, many, many times when you studied modern day festivals or traditions, they're based on stuff way back in antiquity. Yeah. And like you say, David, this one in particular, the name itself, Hollow uh, Ween, uh, it was, it was, November 1st was by the Roman Catholic Church established as the Day of All Saints Day, the day right. they celebrated yeah. martyrs and all of this kind of thing. And so they, they commemorated this particular day uh, to remembering that. That was November 1st. But what happened was that the 31st, uh, they believed that that's the pagan, uh, in the, as you said, the Druids and the Celtic peoples of Northern Ireland, yeah. Believe that spirits roamed the earth. Yes, uh, and that's when summer was coming to an end, mm -hmm. and they're going into the darkness of winter. And they believe that there was a, at this time, their spirits were released, and they're coming, yeah. and they would huh. trouble people. They go to home. This is right. their mythology. No, I know. And if you gave them a treat, yeah, they would leave, <clears throat> or they uh, you disguise yourself, and they wouldn't recognize, and they couldn't torment you. So that's how it <clears throat> got. But it was based on a, on a religious. Holiday, thus hollow right. means holy, yes. where we, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed right. be thy name. Uh -huh. And it used to be All Hallows Evening, and they shortened that to Halloween. Right. Halloween. Right. And so that would, that's how it, be, it would begin. Yeah. And now it's come to where it is today in our day and age, the 21st century. And, and so um, wasn't it also called Soen? Uh, yes. Because it celebrated, you know, as you said, they believe that ghosts of the dead return to earth, and people thought. They would encounter these if they left their home, so they wore costumes so they couldn't be recognized. Exactly right. right. I mean, that seems a little silly, yeah. but th that's the background on it. And the whole thing was was this was an agriculturally based people mm -hmm. who were harvesting all the fruits of summer, but darkness was coming, yeah. winter was coming, and they would light these bonfires and have sacred yeah. fires, and so it was, it was a lot of mystery, and there's a lot of fear built into it. And so we fast forward to the 21st century. You still see these elements of death and fear. You know, you see skeletons, you see skulls, you see people even now put these tombstones in their front yeah, yard, right. or you see uh, spiders and uh, spider webs, the things in the dark that you would normally see in the dark. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so let's look at that as a phenomenon. You know, yeah. and where where does the Bible talk about ghosts, or what does the Bible talk about the fear of death, or any of these kinds of things? And should they be celebrated? And how do we react? Uh, or can we use this? Can we use this festival as a point of conversation? Yeah. For people to say, well, what do you think of this? You know. Right. You know. So um, I guess when the first thing when I think of Halloween, uh, what do you think about? I think about skeletons, blood, and pumpkins. Mm -hmm. And the pumpkins usually have a skeleton face. So you know. Now I I never really thought about it much again until I became a Christian, but. You know, if we just take a look at Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, things are lovely, whatsoever things are, are of um, good rapport. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Halloween doesn't always make me happy when I think about it. You know, you're supposed to be scared. You're supposed to be 
feeling a certain way and people like the way they feel almost like going on a roller coaster mm-hmm. you know but then i thought to myself would jesus dress up in a costume <laughs> i think uh, the answer is no but um so but anyway uh, again we're not saying no to halloween we're just saying as christians i mean my family's still uh you know the, the kids had some parties and you know there was candy shared but we just have to look at it in terms of what we know to be true and how we're supposed to live. That's all. So we don't get into the things that are too dark. Right. So it says this in Hebrews chapter 2. We looked at this before. I'm talking about our Lord entering into our world in his incarnation. Verse 14 of chapter 2 of Hebrews says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, Christ himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. <clears throat> now this brings out a lot just in these two verses. Number one, it speaks about the incarnation, that we had to be saved or redeemed mm-hmm. uh, through flesh and blood. I mean, because it was lost through Adam, and Jesus called the last Adam. So again, an oxen or a lamb or something could not yeah. redeem us. An angel couldn't mm-hmm. redeem us and save us. So, it, But it also talks about destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil now that's interesting yeah. we can talk about that later but this fifth verse 15 says and release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage now here's something going on here people fear death according to the scripture but they're morbidly curious of death yes and that's why when you think of um, movies uh, music uh, TV. I mean, what is the one of the biggest things on TV is crime shows. Yeah. Uh, Dateline, uh, CSI. Uh, one of the biggest rock music uh, uh, operatic mm-hmm. almost in style was Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah. I mean, it's still popular. <laughs> I heard it this week. But what I'm getting at is, yeah, we are we are morbidly fascinated, like a moth to the flame, with the whole thing of death. Why? We're fixated on it because we don't understand. We it. don't understand it unless you're a believer. Right. Right. But it also is the great equalizer. Everybody's got to die. It's a great mystery. It's a great equalizer. It's inevitable. We try to not think about it, discuss it, but it's real. And therefore, we put it in our art forms, in our culture, in our Halloween celebration. Yeah. Because every culture, as you study, often has a day of the dead. Mexico, it's called Duarte el Muerto. In China, even in Thailand, where I lived for many years, they had a day which was called Festival of the Ghosts. And they had people go around with masks on and all this and scare themselves. And it was supposed to be for the ancestors that passed right, away. Right. So man tries to deal with death in his own way, may I say fallen nature way, because they don't fully understand uh, the Christian message, which is built upon the resurrection, which means life. Right. Well, you know, and then to extend that, you know, you, you wonder how this all came to be. So the influence of Christianity spread into the Celtic lands in the 7th century. Pope Boniface IV introduced All Saints Day, a time to honor saints and martyrs, to replace the pagan festival of Solon, or Halloween, and it was observed on May 13th. And then in 834, Pope Gregory III moved All Saints Day from May 13th to November 1st. October 1st then became All Hallows' Eve. Right. means... Uh, hollow means saint. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and that's how that all happened. But again, uh, that's when Christianity started to move in those Celtic countries. Yeah, exactly right. And then again, man uh, is, is interested in that which is curious or hidden. Right. And that's why he gets into this. And, he, and again, this goes way back 
uh, way back in the Old Testament. So when we look at Deuteronomy chapter 18, I'll get there in a second. But if anybody wants to call into the show this morning, our number here is 440-399-3044. That's 440-399-3044. Or if you want to live stream us, it's www.wnzn.org. www.wnzn.org. And do you have that? I do. I have Deuteronomy 18, John. Okay. What do you want to read there? This is actually a listing yeah. uh, that uh, God provided for his people so that when they went into the promised land, they would not get involved with these practices yeah. because surrounding the promised land were peoples who were involved in occultic activities. Uh -huh. And if you read uh, from, let's say, from verse 9 through 14. Okay, 9 through 14. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Occultic <laughs> practices. When you enter the land of the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nation there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium, or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord because of these same detestable practices the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. In verse 14. The nations you will dis, uh, dispose, listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. So do you see this? Yeah. It's, it's telling us, God's people, back right. then, of course, this is over 3,000 years ago, you're going into a new land, the promised land. All around you are peoples mm -hmm. that are involved in this forbidden occultic activity. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, sure. So he's warning them, don't get involved. Now, this is ancient language here, but you can put it in modern terms. Psychics, uh, uh, channelers, yeah. uh, witch, witchcraft, sorcery, uh, seances. Yep. Ouija boards, divination, mm -hmm. tarot cards, all of these things, thousands of years old, have application to our day. Why? We live in a world that these things are all around us. Yeah. And they're often put in curious, interesting films, music, cartoons, to make it appealing and seem not dangerous at all. Yeah. You understand? Uh, yeah. So it's a very appealing... Uh, often people get involved in these kinds of things, number one, through curiosity. They just yeah. are curious, you know. Kids get together, uh, you know, they're having an overnight stay or something or a party. Somebody brings out a Ouija board yeah. or they, they get a tower cards or they somebody wants to know their uh, uh, horoscope. Mm -hmm. So they look at astrology. All of these things are firmly forbidden in Scripture. John, um, we, I think you touched on this before and um, you said that a lot of this stuff, especially... Mm -hmm you know, how it's come into the U.S., it came from overseas, mm -hmm. but they really were doing this to try and find a way to garnish power, mm. you know, and then we, we talked about how the ultimate power mm. is our walk with Christ, right? Mm. Right. So it isn't that part of this whole thing, too. It carries forward again, even into Halloween. Power is the key word yeah. here, David. That's the operative word, because yeah. when you study Pharaoh, when you study Nebuchadnezzar and yeah. Babylon, yeah. they had what was called their uh, soothsayers mm -hmm. or their seers yeah. uh, people that would try to figure out the future divination 
they would use all kinds of different ways to do that because should we go to war at this time? Yeah. Should we not? Should we make an alliance with this country? And they would go to what was called their wise men, uh, actually where we get the word magi in the Christmas story, we get the word magician, but they, they would come and they would, they would uh, contact a familiar spirit or where they do, uh, mm -hmm. they used to use uh, like a Ouija board or they use uh, the entrails of chickens or they, yeah. all kinds of different methods. And they try to get power by, by figuring this thing out, right. what the future holds. Mm -hmm. Or you want power over people. Mm -hmm. If you study voodoo, which is big, let's say, in Haiti, yeah. uh, that's about having a certain amount of power over people. If you want to marry somebody and they don't like you, you could do something. If you want to be successful in your business or your school academics, you could do a ceremony. Yes. Or yeah. So all of that stuff is strictly forbidden because it's, it's going into the supernatural to do something to affect your natural yeah. life here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're told clearly that we're to go to the throne of grace, that God yeah. has invited us into his very presence as believers. And then there we can obtain help, and uh, we look to God. Yeah, and, you know, God knows what's best for us. You take a look at Ephesians 5.11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Yes. You know, so um, he knows what's best for his children, and that stuff just invites the enemy. You know, you know and so I think that that's really the line in the sand that you have to understand. You know, and, and I've heard some people say that some of these games are just... There's, it's no big deal. You, know, you don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. But, John, you know, you have shown me um, how those games can be a problem, uh, certain <clears throat> things, and how, the, how they open a door that you really don't want to open. You're exactly right. Yeah. Ten people can be involved in the same practice. Let's yeah. say a Ouija board. It doesn't affect eight of them at all. But two of them get more interested in the occult. They yeah. want to go deeper into right. their stuff and deeper. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, one of them could be seriously oppressed by a demonic spirit. Yeah. You know, nightmares and all these other things that happen. So it's like having, you know, it's very vogue, at least years ago, where people would have these exotic pets, mm -hmm. like poisonous snakes and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, seriously. I know. Well, it's curious, it's interesting, yeah. but a lot of them got bit. You know, they thought they're, you know, right. same thing with delving into the occult. It seems interesting, it's <laughs> curious, you might see something happen. Uh, wow, that really came true. What it was mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's of God. It just means there's a supernatural. You know, and again, Ephesians 5:11 where it says we should expose these things. One of the things that I will tell you is since we've been walking together, John, uh -huh. on this walk, you know, people think this stuff is exciting. Uh -huh. I can't tell them unless they start the walk how exciting the walk with Christ is. You want to see supernatural, you want to see power you want to see things that happen in your life that you had nothing to do with that you can't explain that are better than you ever could have imagined. That's the path you need to take. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this is all about. Again, uh, you know, we're not saying don't do anything in Halloween. Uh, we're just saying be careful on how you approach it and how you think about it and what you do do. Exactly that's, right. That's all. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So, any thoughts? Sure. Um, I'm so sorry. I had to dip in and out with guests in the, in the studio. But a lot of um, churches, I'm not sure if you guys mentioned this or not, but take a more, so that their children can feel a part of mm -hmm. something. Yes. They turn it into like maybe a Halloween, uh, hallelujah night. Okay. And, and put a positive spin mm -hmm. and say, mm -hmm. now we may not do this, mm -hmm. but... And it's also an opportunity to for children who are unchurched 
Mm, yeah. to come yeah. and be in a safe environment. They get their little candy yeah. and stuff like that, but it's an opportunity for ministries to teach Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. You can yeah. use yeah, this. Exactly. And yeah. you can, when you have the children there, or adolescents or adults for that matter, mm-hmm. and have an in-house celebration like that, right. so you're not... We're not fearful mm-hmm. of oh, festivals no. and traditions, right. but right. we can use them. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you, here's a very good story. It's the famous one in First Chronicles chapter 10 with Saul. And this is a very important lesson here. It's only two verses, but it, you can use this, as you say, Wanda, in the context of having this party or this gathering at church. And uh, it offers an alternative mm-hmm. for the kids. They're not like locked away in the house and you can't go out because of this. But... You can offer it can be a teaching moment, and if Absolutely. you look there in First Corinthians chapter ten, oh, I don't know first if any. Corinthians. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. First Chronicles, Chronicles yeah, uh-huh. begins uh-huh. with a C. Right? That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> first, First Chronicles uh-huh. chapter ten, verse thirteen. Okay. And there you'll see a little pattern there that tells you a lot about this involvement in the occult. Chapter ten, uh-huh. verse thirteen. Uh huh. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. He does two things here. He does two things in this verse. Number one, he doesn't he doesn't do something he should do. What was that in that one verse? Unfaithful. To what? To the Lord. He didn't obey the word of the Lord. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that what it says? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's his first mistake, but his second mistake is what? What did he do? He did not keep the word of the Lord. Yeah, but what did he do? He, he consulted counsel. a medium. He, that's yeah. again one of he asked. He asked of counsel yeah. of a uh, unclean or a familiar witch. Yeah. A yes. Witch. A mm-hmm. So yeah. he. Yeah. This is you. This is a template yeah. uh, for why people get in the occult. They don't want the word of God. We don't want to obey God's word. But you know what? We still want to get access to the supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go to a psychic. I'll go to an astrologer. I'll yeah. go. Do you understand it? In this yeah. one little verse. Right. Yeah. Right. The more people get away from the word of God, the more superstition comes in. Why do you think we call the dark ages the dark ages? Because the Bible, there was very little Bible in any churches. It was just really kept in monasteries where they transcribed it and kept it. It was like almost hidden. Yeah. But the people wanted to know about supernatural yeah. so the supernatural flourished yeah. occultism and supernaturalism and which you see the more we get into the word of god the light of god's word the more this stuff decreases yes oh, yeah. you know what john in that in the, the unpacking or the revelation of that scripture what popped into my mind and that is how quickly we can get out and get off mm-hmm. and that sounded so much like the behavior of lucifer mm-hmm. who decided that he wanted to be god and yeah, right. You know, right. Just with a decision of, I want to be equal yeah. to to him, and it, it, it is not be lining up with the word of God. That, and before you know it, you're in trouble. That that's that that's the big problem. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, before we go out, I just want to announce again, next Saturday, uh, that's November 10th. Uh, and this will be starting at seven o'clock. Uh, I believe it's starting time. Start time, and it's I think called it's six to ten. Six to uh, ten. Six to ten. Yes. Uh, evening of elegance, and it's going to be at the Lorraine Community College at the Spitzer Conference Center, which is a really nice center. I've been there for banquets before, yes. um, and this is really <clears throat> to be part of uh, this ministry. 
this radio program and the whole radio station. Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, there's going to be very interesting guests. There's going to be music, food, and this will be an opportunity for people to get more and more aware of what happens here at 89.1 FM Absolutely. Radio. And again, any questions, call 440-341-0402 or email info uh, at WNZN.org. You can just call the radio station, of course. And our number here, once again, that's 440-399-3044. So, yeah, going back to this point, <clears throat> occult means hidden. You know, in, in astronomy, if a planet goes behind an, in another planet, you can't see it, but it's still there, but it's hidden. It's an occult. Same thing they use in dentistry. If a tooth, a wisdom tooth, is behind the other, it's a culture. It's, it's hidden, but mm -hmm. it's there. So the occult simply means people want access to hidden knowledge. They want to get stuff. The hidden, it's curious, it's dark, it's mysterious, but it's forbidden. That's, that's the end game with this stuff. And on the West Coast today in particular, people are paying big dollars to go to what's called channelers. And people will sit there and they'll channel a message. They think they're getting it from a spirit guide. But the Bible clearly calls it demonic. Yeah. And they will tell stuff about your personal life. They will yeah. tell you. And uh, yeah. people access this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. witchcraft. Yeah. Wow. You think it's harmless. And, you know, and that's the whole point. I mean, uh, a lot of people think it's harmless. Exactly yeah. right. You know, they really do. And those little things, what's the big deal? I only went to it once. But it's, it's because you're inviting in uh, things that, that God knows you shouldn't invite in. He's trying to educate us. Mm. And that's really what the Bible does for the Halloween period, again, is he's trying to protect us. You know, that, that's why this information is in there. You have to look at it that way. Yeah, it it's is It's not harmless. like he's trying to take something from us. He's trying to protect us. But you bring out a good point, Dave. This stuff is, at the beginning, appearance of harmless. Yeah. It's just, we're just having fun, and somebody's going to tell our fortune. Mm -hmm. We have a psychic. We have a palm reader coming in. Yeah. Okay, it's fun. It's a part of the game. But all Satan's bondages start small. Yeah. A person doesn't start being a drug addict by shooting heroin. They start becoming a drug addict by taking a puff on a marijuana cigarette. Yeah. An alcoholic does not get started by drinking a half a bottle of scotch detail. He gets started as a 13-year-old getting a can of beer exactly. out of the fridge that yeah. his dad doesn't know. Because mm -hmm. why? Satan is, is an enslaver, okay? Mm -hmm. and, the, and, the, and somebody has well said that in terms of bondage, he, 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 bondage is like a string that's so subtle you don't feel it until it's a chain so strong you can't break it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a string that is so, it's a thread. Right. You, it's so small and yeah. light, you don't think about it. It's no big deal. Mm -hmm. But then it becomes a chain so strong you can't break. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the exactly. normal way of, of body. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you aren't careful, and that's <gasps> it is Bless so you. important mm -hmm. to consult the Lord on all mm -hmm. things. Because many times we can think something is so harmless. And that can be the most harmful decision that you've ever made. And once again, like on last Saturday, uh, my church, uh, Church on the North Coast, had what was called a trunk or treat. And that was where people parked their cars and opened their trunks and they just had candy for the kids. Wow. And they did scriptures and did and they oh, were that's great. over and even in the rain. Over 700 souls were wow. ministered to. I never heard that before. Trunk wow. or treat. You know, I like that. I like uh -huh. That's exactly what the church uh -huh. can do. Absolutely. So did they yeah. advertise awesome. that? Or Absolutely. How did, how did they do that? Absolutely. It was advertised. Uh, uh, Pastor Troy, shout out to Pastor Troy Thompson, Pastor Rebecca Thompson. Um, 
they uh troy came up to the station on last saturday and we talked about it on the air i pushed it on on all forms of social media and it was at all it was at all four campuses and uh the, the kids came out and had a good time was in a safe and secure place where it was you know yeah, 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 they were yeah. not in harm's way but seven hundred souls were ministered. So people came. They set their cars up in the parking lot. Uh -huh. They opened their trunks. They opened their trunks, and they and it was it was and they could just go from car to car That's and get cool. a little candy. Yeah. But of course, it started to rain, so everyone came. So we had the the event was brought inside right. in, inside of each of the buildings. That's cool. But there was That's something. Really nice. But there I was like a that. ministry moment. Yeah, I like that. That that Church on the North Coast used as an opportunity to love on the community, but yet minister. And seven over yeah. seven hundred souls were ministered to. Wow. Now that that's a good example of how yeah. to redeem yeah. what God, what right. the enemy meant for evil, right. God yes. meant for good, to yeah. the saving of many that's souls. Right. That's and so, right. yeah, because like why? Because yeah. so many times people think Christianity is about don't do this, don't do that, yes. don't do this. Yes. But it's not. We're forced. You know what I mean? We're not yes. fearful of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And to offer an alternative like that, Absolutely. we can actually yes. take all that yes. opportunity, yes. turn it, it around it, for God. Take yeah. away that cool. I like Absolutely. that a lot. Yeah. Yes, yeah. take away that That's... negative aspect. But, yeah. give a, but give a positive and a spiritual solution that people will embrace. That's a good And model. it'll be a blessing like to the people. We'll tell our church about it. We should. Absolutely. We really should. Absolutely. Trunk or treat. I like that. Trunk or treat. So, again, you see this stuff all through the scripture. Um, for example, if you look at uh, uh, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19, this is when Paul is in Ephesus. And Ephesus is a big-time commercial city. But it was also very idolatrous, very occultic. Uh, a lot of um, uh, spirit uh, worshiping going on here. Uh, and look, look what it says here uh, in uh, chapter 19, uh, verse 13. Uh, it, it talks about people that even want to have this power that the apostles had. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19, verse 13. Okay. Do you have that one? Or I can Acts, read it. Acts, uh -huh. Chapter 19, verse 19, 13. I have it. And 19. maybe read verse uh, 13 uh, through 15. Okay. Then certain of a vagabond, Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preach, preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on, what? The, in, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house Naked and wounded. See, these yeah. are people that wanted supernatural power, right. but not God's way. Right. Because yeah. God has given believers the power to pray for those that are oppressed by the mm -hmm. devil. You know, and, and here, but you have to know God. That's why it says in James, submit yourselves therefore to the Lord. Resist the devil, he'll flee from you. These guys didn't. They just liked this supernatural power. And of course, they got themselves in big trouble because these demonic spirits actually empowered them. They came after them. They can hurt you. You see, say, this is a real deal. Yeah. And now it says in verse 17, this became known to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on them. That's godly fear. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who believe 
came confessing, repenting. And they what did they do in verse 19? Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them. And if totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. And then verse 20. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. So they had the word of, of darkness, uh -huh. the word of the enemy, and they were living by it. They, they believed in the oh, supernatural. Yeah. Now they magnify the word of the Lord. Yep. They, they, they exchanged one power for another power. Mm -hmm. They exchanged one set of books for another book. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's kind of like in our life today. Where are you going to be spiritually fed? Mm -hmm. What are you relying on for spiritual power? Absolutely. I know people... Uh, especially when I lived in Thailand, they pay big money for special metals, amulets they're called. And they believe if they wore them, if they were charged up by a monk or a priest, yeah. they would have power uh, to attract uh, business yep. that mm -hmm. day, good fortune, yeah. people will like you, you'll do well at school, etc., mm -hmm. etc. Uh, but this is the cultic. You see, that's not yeah. God what wants us to do. He wants us to come his way. And then, as you said earlier, David, then you will see real power. You will see, you know, a real power. Yeah. We've all witnessed that in our own lives. Yeah. Answer to prayer, visible answer to prayer. It, it's unbelievable. Program. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing to remember, even though this seems very appealing in the short term, in the long term, it's really dangerous. Mm. And we have to remember uh, throughout this, John 10, 10, I love this verse, the thief comes only mm. to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm. I come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Yes. So you see the turnaround even in this verse right. of how much power you can get with the Lord. I mean, versus the stuff that's short-lived, and then you go down these bunny trails. You know, I, I think one of the best things, uh, you know, the recent show we had Nico Hill on. Right. And he, you know, he had in his mind a pretty good life. You know, 40 different martial art movies. You know, he was, uh, a, you know, the world uh, champion for right. the cage fighting. And then his life went down a, a, a vast well. Mm. And it got to the point where he almost killed himself. Right. So he went from Hollywood into this dark hole. Sure. And so now you see how God has lifted him up and what he's done. And I'll talk to you about Supernatural recently that affected me again. And when you're walking in the Lord, you'll see these things and you can't believe the power of the Supernatural. So a friend of mine, um, his son is a drug addict and he was in house arrest and had one of those uh, bracelets on so they can track right. you. Well, the last, I would say the last couple years I've been praying for him mm. and his son. Mm -hmm. And I know with those kinds of kids, with those kinds of men, they need somebody like Nico who has walked in their shoes, mm -hmm. who has ministered in prisons, and sometimes has a little bit of that air of Mr. Hollywood, right? Mm. So, so they'll want to meet him. Mm -hmm. So I said, you need to get with this guy. He's going to be speaking at our church. He's going to be on our radio show. Mm -hmm. I've been praying for this for over a year for him. Yeah. Do you know out of the blue, Nico shows up at his store to buy something. Mm -hmm. And before the, uh, before the other customers came in, they, they went into a three ring, the owner yeah. and my buddy, yeah. before the store uh, really got going and Nico said look sometimes the enemy tries to disrupt what I'm doing he said I want to warn you so they started to pray for his son that they would find his son because he broke the bracelet nobody knew where he was they thought he could be dead mm. they prayed and while they were starting to pray the windows were rocking mm. uh, I was told it was like somebody was smashing their fist or a wow. hammer on the windows and it freaked out the other two guys and Nico just keeps praying like hey I've seen this before do you know a week later, 
They found his son. He's back getting help now. Wonderful. That's the power of the supernatural yeah. in a good way. Right. I, I didn't use Absolutely. names because I didn't, you know, I don't Absolutely. want to do that. Absolutely. Right. But that's the power in the good way. Right, yes. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Amen. again, that is part of the inheritance we have mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus, you know, is this access yeah. to God. And, and, and to ask him and to see him deliver people yes. as well yeah. as answer our own prayers and right. guide Absolutely. our steps. Why go to astrology mm -hmm. and depend on the stars when you can go to God who orders our steps aright? Right. And we commit our ways to the Lord and he will direct your steps, the Bible yes. says. So everything the occult offers, mm -hmm. there's a better answer scripturally. Right. And Absolutely. the problem is yeah. people that get involved in this, they go from fear to fear to fear and they get more and more into bondage. It mm -hmm. doesn't end up good. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. And it's amazing, uh, sad to say, but it's growing in America. It's really yes. grown in yeah. Western Europe. Yeah. I know friends that live in Spain and France and other places, and they said the occult is really growing over there mm. because it's curious, it's attractive, and they let go of any of their Christian foundations. Yeah. It's, it's, it's real. And, John, you know, I think one of the things, again, from my perspective uh, early on with this is it's sometimes hard to think this takes effort. Uh -huh. And, you know, sometimes these other things don't take that much effort. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you start to walk with the Lord, even though it's the ultimate power, it takes effort. It takes commitment to be in the Word and be around people that you care about and that are in the Word. Mm -hmm. And it takes commitment to try and do the right things. Yeah. So that's where I think it gets challenging for the masses. Mm -hmm. But what we're trying to assure you is it's worth it. Absolutely. It's absolutely oh, yeah, worth, right. it. worth it. To, right. to, even though it's easier to go down these other paths, yeah. it's worth it, man. Yeah. yeah, because again, it's sowing and reaping. What are you yeah. going to sow into? Yeah. Right. We're all going to yeah. invest our lives in something, something. our time, or what we watch or what we hear. It says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, um, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. Mm -hmm. You quoted that earlier, Dave, mm -hmm. but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in yeah. secret. Yeah. So really, when you start exposing the occult and, and what people yeah. are doing, it it got so bad in the Old Testament. I mean, they were offering up children yeah. in Moloch and Baal wow. worship. And you don't know how far... It's very interesting. When I was in Israel, uh, we went to Caesarea Philippi. Maybe you've been there up north of yes. uh, Galilee. Yeah. And that's where Jesus says, I will build my church. Yeah. He makes that famous pronouncement. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Absolutely. Well, where he said that was really out of the way place. It's way up north of the Galilee where most of his ministry was. Huh. But it's in front of a cave, a huge cave, where in the Greek and Roman world they had temple. And they believe spirits came out from the underworld there and controlled mediums or what oh we would gosh. call uh, sorcerers. Wow. And they would give messages. And they called it because it was the underworld. It went into this big, you can still see the caves there today. They called that Hades, gates of hell. That's where they he, called it. That, and he's yeah, like standing really there yeah. saying the gates of hell will not prevail against right. it. Very interesting oh, when our yeah. Lord said that yeah. at that particular spot. Oh, my gosh. You know, and so uh, it shows you again, whom the sun sets free is free yeah. indeed. Yeah. And how do the people get out of this occultic stuff? Well, the answer is to know the word of God. Absolutely. The best antidote for a lie is the truth. Yeah. And that's why Jesus says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And matter of fact, you get set free of this stuff. You can't even believe you were once involved in it. Absolutely. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. Just think exactly. you know, yeah. I know. Isn't yeah. that amazing? How did I get caught up in it? Yeah. What did I do? What was I, I thinking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> that thinking. was our problem. That's the problem. I wasn't yeah. thinking. It yeah. says in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse yeah. four. If our gospel was hidden, it is hid to them whom the God of this age has blinded. Right. Yes. We were blinded. Yeah. So we didn't know. Yeah. And yes. again, it's like somebody that has an exotic poisonous snake or scorpion for a pet. Why would you do that? It Why doesn't you, you know, it, yeah. You know, so so now we're set free, yeah. but the beauty of it, we have opportunities to set other people free. Yeah, to show absolutely. them and say, here's the way, uh, walk ye in it, you know, here's a yeah. new way of living. Yeah. You want to bring up something else on the Halloween issue, Dave? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Go ahead, John. To so, the Go ahead. Um, I, I really like what Wanda said. That, that to me, is a redemptive yes. model for a, a Christian response to absolutely. this holiday. Rather than... Yeah just criticize disparaging condemning yeah. it uh-huh. using it and then using it uh, actually as an outreach as a, exactly. as a, as a, as, a, as affirming right. yeah and yeah, even unbelievers unbelievers family children they would come to that because it's a fun event that's yes. good yes. yeah absolutely. I like absolutely. that that's a great absolutely. model uh-huh. and it's a great way to win souls yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. somebody exactly. else out there has a model or a, an example like that absolutely. we're 440. 440- Three nine nine three zero four four. That's four four zero three nine nine three zero four four. So, yeah. so John, the one thing you, you didn't touch on uh-huh. is kind of where uh, you know the church puts this. So we have All Saints Day on November first, right? Right. And then you know Halloween is still the thirty first, but then the church, the Pope said, okay, uh, November second will be All Souls Day, where we then do honor the people that have passed, right? I mean, could you, isn't, isn't well, that true still? Isn't yeah, that how that actually, works? I think it was November 1st would be, was what they call All Saints Day. So right. the evening before that would be All Hallows Eve. Right. The eve before. Right. So, th- again, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way a Christian church took a pagan uh, uh, festival and, yes. and used it. For a positive uh, Kind of like yeah, what Wanda positive. said about her church. They, right. they took like a, let's say Halloween is negative or that, but they can use it to bring glory to Christ. Christmas is similar. I mean, yeah, we have no yeah. assurance Jesus was born on mm-hmm. December 25th. Mm-hmm. And we do know in the Roman world, that was the end of the, the winter solstice, mm-hmm. you know. So, but the church took that and say, this is the beginning of a new year. This was when the real light came into the world. You yeah. know? And so they were able to take that and merge it uh, some people say they shouldn't have done it or they should have done it. That's not the issue. The issue is they could take something that was pagan and then use it to glorify God. Now, I, I don't, we'll get into Christmas when Christmas rolls around, but my own feeling is no matter how consumer-laden the holiday of Christmas is and the parties and it, nevertheless, the whole world recognizes that birthday yes, yes. yes when you cut yeah. through all the presents That's and the right. wrapping of the paper <laughs> why is this thing being solved yes. and i think it's an excellent point uh, for conversation yeah for excellent. discussion yeah. with unbelievers right. and Absolutely. even unbelievers have a feeling for that uh holiday the music and and that's the one time of the year uh prodigals tend to come back home did you know that yeah, yeah i'm gonna go home for christmas Prodigal, you know, people that have been away from home, that yeah. not living right, they feel a pull, a magnetic pull. I want to go home for Christmas. Absolutely. Even movies build on this Absolutely. because there's a sense yeah. of God's love. Yeah. They don't know it, but it's a right. sense of God's love. Isn't and that love. something? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's true. It is true. You're right. Many movies are like yeah. that. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we don't have but a couple minutes left to, mm-hmm. to do this, but what I would encourage people to do as they study the scripture, you see all kinds of admonitions here. 
because when Jesus comes into the world, one of the things it says in First John, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy yes. the works of the wicked one. Yeah. See, that's a big yeah. thing. Yeah, that, that's 1 John 3, 8. That's one of the mm -hmm. verses I pulled up, John. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Exactly right. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, again, this is stuff for believers to know. Once you get the yeah, Holy Spirit right. in, you can understand these things. Before you get that, you don't understand it. Yeah. Because yeah. you're on the outside looking in. You don't yeah. have access. Right. Um, but I always say, it, 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 the Bible says, look, if you're a child of God, you're an heir of God. You, mm -hmm. mean you have an inheritance. Mm -hmm. Only two things basically necessary to receive an inheritance. Number one, you have to be written into the will. Number two, somebody has to die. Well, somebody died for us, right? Yes. And when we come together every Saturday, we're reading the will. Mm -hmm. We're seeing the benefit package. We're the beneficiaries. Right. Right. Now, you know how much goes unclaimed every year? You can Google this up. Unclaimed <laughs> will and inheritance. Yes, there's a lot. Up to $50 billion. <laughs> there's a lot. Billion. Yeah. There's agencies out there. If you pay them a commission, they'll go hunt around to see if you have anything. <laughs> Some rich uncle left you something. But what I'm saying, how many of us Christians don't claim our inheritance? Yeah. Mm. Part of our inheritance is spiritual power. Jesus says, I'll give you power to trample upon serpents and scorpions. Well, in the book of Revelation, those are metaphors for the demonic world. Right. When you go Africa, Asia, Brazil, these people know the demonic is real. Mm -hmm. We teach mm -hmm. courses uh, mm -hmm. called Animism, Present the Gospel in yeah. an Animistic Culture. Mm -hmm. They know it, but when they come to Christ, they know they have power over it. Mm -hmm. In America, it's out there. It's more subtle. But in some of these areas of the world, it's like right up front because they traffic in it. Yeah. They have sorcerers. They have the village witch or the wizard or the psychic or the palm reader or the astrologer. Yeah. In America, it's here, believe me. But in those countries, it's much more evident and dominant. Absolutely. And when they they come to Christ, like in Thailand, South they don't have to wear spirit strings. don't have to have a spirit house in the yard. Boom, boom, boom. Through Christ, he's yeah. broken the power. The yeah, and, and you know, and, and one of those gifts uh, for going down a path that's a little harder, you know, I, I love uh, John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words that's remain good. in you, yeah. ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. That's good. And let me tell you, uh, in our life, what I have seen, I, I got to tell you how true that scripture is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to think there's no way you could have done that on your own. And that's where the power comes in. So it's worth it's worth the time commitment. It's worth the effort. And what you're doing when you're walking down this path is you're shedding some of your old skin. It's painful at yeah. times. Yeah, it right. is painful yeah, at times. Absolutely. But let me tell you, once you're free of it, you can't believe how you feel. Yeah. You just can't. Oh. And the only way to do it is is start to walk down that path. I, I, that's the only thing we can tell you. You got to try and walk down that path. Yeah, life is forever changed, and yeah, that, the beauty of this too. I mean, it just doesn't affect you. It affects the people you interact with. The right. balance of your life. Yeah, you can offer somebody something for free that can change their life for eternity. That's very powerful. We don't we minimize yeah. that sometimes, yeah. but you might have a conversation with somebody or that fellow you met that yes. you prayed uh -huh. for his son uh -huh. who was addicted. Right. Yeah. You can change the whole trajectory yeah. of a person's life. It's unbelievable. It, 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 and so, not only are they, not only is God showing off, I forgive me, but by <laughs> by by doing that, but He's showing you, the believer, Absolutely. the power of what you can do in His name. 
And so that's why I wanted to bring that up. You know, I wasn't sure I was going to, but it just happened, I, you know, in the first week of October when Nico was with us. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, I got to share that because that's the supernatural. Yeah. Real yeah. live and up close and personal. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we move in the supernatural yeah. now. When we walk in the spirit, we it is a supernatural experience. Right. Because God will show us stuff. He'll discern. He'll uh, warn us through the Holy Spirit. Don't go there. Don't mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, very powerful. Yeah. And I just yeah. want to give an announcement, then we're going to start wrapping up. Yeah. I just, once again, uh, thank you for listening today. 89.1 FM radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. And again, the big evening is next week. Yes. It's called an evening of elegance. You're all invited. Presented by WNZN and the Pace Foundation. It's at the Spitzer Conference Center, which is Lorain Community College. Please call us for more information, 440-341-0402. And this is really a great way to to help your community, you know, to spread the word yeah. of God right. and to help this radio station. Yes. You know, it, uh, yeah. we, we need, uh, you know, to stay on the air and get God's word out. Absolutely. And maybe there's churches that are interested in knowing more about WNZN or one of the messages here, uh, what we do. You know, we freely receive, we freely give, but we do know the station has operational yeah. cost. The That's station right. has, has, has monetary. So please uh, give a call here. That's November 10th. And again, uh, that's next Saturday. Wow, November yeah. 10th. And yeah. Wanda, just one question sure. that you always hear. Is, yes. is there a dress code? Is it suit and tie? Black? What is this? Black tie? What is this? Yeah, it's, it's it could be custom. Tie. Yeah. Is it suit business tie casual? Is after, like the after six. Okay. Informal. So like business Formal. casual? Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Formal. Nice. Nice? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's Very what I was figuring. Okay. Um, Okay, so uh, I want to sum up. You know, <laughs> Halloween, whatever, whatever it is, it is. And it's, it's growing, we noticed that, but uh, with Wanda's testimony about our church, I think that was an excellent alternative. Yes. And how to not just, as Christians, uh, you know, bolt the door and lock it and we're against it. And, but uh, to, to use it as a point of discussion, why yeah. do you? What do you think about this skeletons and skulls and cemeteries on people's front lawn? And why are we preoccupied or fascinated and morbidly so with doubt? And what is it about Christianity that's different than any other religion? Yeah. We cannot go to the to the gravesite of our Savior. It's empty. Yeah. He solves life's biggest inevitability, biggest fear, and that's death. Mm-hmm. And one thing Halloween is built around is this whole phenomenon of death. But in Christianity, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that cometh to me shall not die but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And so we can use this Halloween uh, with all these kind of overtones uh, of death and dying and fear and all this to point them to a risen Savior yes. and to say, you know, we use it redemptively. And uh, so thanks again, Wanda, for, for handling welcome. that. And David, uh, for coming out. We got some interesting shows, I think, yes. God willing, in the yeah. future. We're going to have our good friend, Dr. Sang, on again. Yes, excellent. And then we're going to be talking about numbers in the Scripture. Yeah. Easy ways to remember scripture and scriptural patterns. The number yeah. three, the number seven. What does 1,000 mean? What does 666 mean? All these other things. There's a yeah. lot of uh, easy ways to understand uh, scripture and how it's put together. We're also going to talk about the developing the inner man. How do you? The Bible talks much about the inner man, which has our inner life. How do we live an inner man life in an outer man world? Yes. Uh, we're yeah. going to talk about different, even specific <laughs> prayers God gives us. That's we often good. So, uh, I and need then, some help there. <laughs> before you know it, we're into the holidays. Okay, <laughs> God bless you all. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thank Great you for weekend. listening. Thanks again, guys.